0: welcome to the practice squad jobber podcast the podcast designed for the diehard fans by the diehard fans i'm brett and i'm here with my co-host joel and joel it's mania week
1: yes it is there's a lot going on i mean everybody's excited and ready to get into it yeah
0: i'm ready to get into it uh let's start with recapping nxt takeover night one and two and then we'll get into some Mania talk. All right, sounds good. All right, so NXT TakeOver Night 1. The one thing that you know you can expect from TakeOvers is they are going to deliver, and Night 1 certainly did. Uh, starting off to open the show, we had Kushida versus Pete Dunne. Uh, Pete Dunne wins with the bitter end. It's a hard-hitting good match from two guys you'd expect it from. Nothing too much more to dive into there. Uh, you got anything you wanted to add for this match?
1: Um, Just that think kushida has a ton of potential i just hope he gets used right
0: that's good. absolutely kushida is definitely somebody i want to see more of um i hope with this this next year it seems like nxt kind of goes in seasons with the main roster i feel like after wrestlemania it'll be a fresh start and i'm hoping that means a more prominent role for kushida yeah so match two we got the gauntlet eliminator for the north american championship opportunity on nxt night two And we start off with Isaiah Swerve Scott and Leon Ruff. Uh, Leon Ruff gets eliminated by uh, Scott. And then we get to Loomis applies the silence to Grimes. This was a really cool spot where, um, where Loomis has Cameron Grimes in his submission. And then Knight is able to flip it over to where Loomis is on his shoulders. Ref comes in and does a fantastic job. L.A. Knight's feet are on the ropes, and the ref waits for him to get his feet off the, his feet off the ropes before he starts the count. One, two, three, and Dexter Loomis is gone, which was kind of disappointing for me. I really like Dexter Loomis. I think he's another guy that they got kind of in the NXT mid-card who just shows lots of potential. And I think he's another one, I hope, after WrestleMania coming this new season that they'll have a bigger spot for Dexter Loomis. But anyways, L.A. Knight, he eliminates Loomis here. And the ref did a great job too too often, like the WrestleMania match with Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. You'll see the ref get flustered, do the count anyways as it was supposed to go, like even if shoulders up. And here, the ref did a fantastic job. I don't recall the referee's name, but I definitely believe that they deserve kudos here. And then we go to Bronson Reed eliminating L.A. Knight. Um, what do you think about L.A. Knight?
1: I've seen a little bit of him when he was in Impact Quest. I don't know his problems, been, but I'm I'm not sure about his work yet.
0: Yeah, it's um from what I understand, he 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 was in WWE before, didn't make it through their system, went over to Impact, did well there. Uh, other wrestling fans might know him as Eli Drake. Uh, did very well on NWA Power, um, and then it just he. Comes into WWE NXT with this LA Knight gimmick, and uh, I just, I haven't invested myself into it yet. Maybe it'll happen at some point. I know Eli Drake or LA Knight is loaded with talent, but we'll see where it goes from here. But anyways, Bronson Reed, the big fella, he eliminates, he eliminates LA Knight. And then we've got Isaiah Soros Scott eliminating Cameron Grimes which leaves it down to just Isaiah Swerve, Scott, and Bronson Reed. And Reed, at the end, eliminates Swerve with what I call the big boy splash, because this is a hefty man, got to be around 350, and he is able to go on the top rope, do a splash and Swerve, maybe 180. I mean, it's and took it well. It was just, it. it's a big move. I was very impressed with this match. Uh, it flowed nicely for that many people being in a match. Again, like a takeover match, it was just, there wasn't a whole lot to pick apart. I'm sure there are things that you can, but I, I enjoyed it as a whole.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like it was nonstop action. Um, at times, it was a bit of a cluster, but not like too long. Um, yeah. And, I like that Bronson Reed got the win. He's uh, one of my favorites in the next
0: team. Yep, there's definitely a lot of potential with Bronson Reed. And uh, there's there's some pros and cons I see with Bronson Reed, and we'll get more into that come night two. Um, But night one, I definitely think he showed out when the spotlight wasn't all on him. And uh, we'll get to more Bronson Reed talk later. Match number three, we have what I believe was match of not just the night, But of both TakeOver nights, we had the NXT UK Championship match. Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter. And my God, this was a match. This was fantastic. This was hard hitting. This was storytelling. Walter was booked like a monster here. Tommaso Ciampa is just. I want this guy to to come out with a wrestling school and train people for how it's supposed to be. Because you look at his selling. You look at his contact. Everything. Just everything looks like he's in a fight. Every match looks like he's in a street fight, like how it should. When he throws a punch, it looks like he's throwing a real punch. You don't see him stopping right before the person's face and stomping the ground. Tommaso Ciampa is just he has great matches with anybody. And Walter, I believe, was the perfect, perfect opponent for him because both of them just lay their stuff in. Walter does a chop to Champa when Champa's leaning against the announcer's table and gets out of the way. Walter's hand goes through the announcer's table. I really love what they did with that. Makes Walter look like a damn monster. I mean, it's just, it was an all-around fantastic match. If you haven't seen the match, go back on Peacock and watch it. It's, it, it. It blew me away. I had I had seen Walter matches. I had seen Chompa matches, but both of them together, just absolutely beautiful. Walter wins in a unique fashion with a chop. But Walter's chops, if you've seen any of his matches, they leave their mark. And you can hear it throughout the building. I thought it was a really cool way to finish it because in a fight, you could get hit hard, and then that's it, and that's over, and that's what happened here.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um Tommaso is just an amazing storyteller. I think we know that with his matches with Johnny Gargano that they've had. Um, I like the storytelling with the hand. After he hit his hand through the desk, he just sold it the entire match. And, um, yeah, I I haven't seen a lot of Walter. I think this is my first, like, full match I've watched with his. And I was pleasantly surprised.
0: He's a monster. He's booked like a monster. And he performs like a monster. And... Walter might be my favorite talent in all of NXT right now, not just NXT UK. He's he's definitely the talent I am excited to see more of. I want to go, well, what used to be the WWE Network. I want to go on Peacock and watch more Walter matches just because of how awesome this match was. But this was my match of the night. Um, it was, I I give this match... I, four four and a half stars it was it was fantastic it was it was brutal i mean both men left with bruises and marks on their bodies it it looked like they were in a fight just very well done and in our fourth match of the night we have the nxt tag team championship match between msk the grizzled young vets and Legado del fantasma and uh watching it in the beginning it reminded me of a lot of aew tag team matches it was a lot of spots it was like a car crash one right after the other uh lots of cool moves um and all three were exciting but it was the complete opposite of the previous match now that's not a bad thing it's just in the the third match with Champa and Walter, you had this long, drawn-out, brutal, hard-hitting, storytelling match. And in the tag team title match, it was a lot more like a spot fest. And it reminded me so much of the AEW tag team division. Uh, but you can see the talent in all six of these guys. I mean, it's Raul Mendoza looks great. Uh, Wes Lee, Nash Carter, they you can tell they are going to be a future top team. The Grizzled Young vets, they're fantastic. I mean, it's it if you like if you like spotfests, if you like fast-paced wrestling, this is definitely a match I can recommend. It was my it was my third favorite match of the night. Yeah.
1: Like you said, it was a spot fest, but not a bad in a good way. Um, no,
0: yeah. Absolutely. So- it, it, it it wasn't I it showed off enough of the talent um to where to where you you could see. You can see the talent from all three of these teams. It wasn't a spot fest for just the sake of being a spot fest. I thought they put it together really well. They put the match together well. Whoever the producer was definitely deserves credit for this. And I don't think it's a bad thing to have a spot fest match. I think, I think it's... With the card, it really balances it out. To go from a Champa walter match to a MSK-Grizzled Young Vets-Legado del Fantasma match, I mean, it's it's complete night and day. It, it's black and white. It's And I, I enjoyed it. I had a great time watching this match.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I'm glad that Legado del Fantasma was able to get thumb shining before being defeated because I, I, like, I yeah. really like them. And as a group... um. So- Yes. I don't know a lot about MSK before NXT, but I mean man, they are they are really good. I'm glad that they have the titles.
0: Yeah, I felt the same way uh watching I, I felt the same way watching them. I I knew a little bit about them. I had seen some matches with them, but this match really let them shine. And I'm curious to see where they go with them with MSK as NXT champions, uh Nash Lee or Wesley and Nash Carter. And uh, we'll see what they do. But moving on from there, we are going to our main event of the night, the NXT Women's Championship match, which had Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai in her corner versus Io Shirai. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez here wins with a one armed powerbomb. It was a very good match. Io Shirai, she's one of my favorite. She's one of my favorite talents in all of NXT. Um, she She doesn't have a bad match. And Raquel Gonzalez, I mean, EO looked great as always. Um, it was your typical big, strong, power character versus your smaller speed, high-flying character, and it was done very well. Raquel looked strong. EO looked fast. Uh, Raquel was able to throw EO around. It was it, it. was very well done. It didn't take any overthinking. It's just you, you put the bigger person versus the, the smaller, quicker person. And and just let them tell their own story. And that's what they did here. Uh the referee here kind of kind of annoyed me. It's one of my bigger pet peeves where you know they're outside of the ring. And it's uh you, you know, he's yelling at EO to get back in the ring. Um, I, I I don't believe this was your typical match. I I mean there was I don't remember there being a count out. And uh, it was just it, it, it's a lot of little stuff where e- if EO's on the top rope, referees telling her to get down, and I get it, it's the same with referees across the board, but it's not against the rules. So it's just it's always been one of those things that irked me. Um, EO,, uh, EO tweeted after this match that she would like to, or there was a report after this match that EO would like to wrestle Bailey at WrestleMania. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that because that match would definitely intrigue me for this weekend.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen just because, you know, WWE. Um, maybe yeah. not this year, but I could see it happening again. Maybe not at WrestleMania, but it'll happen eventually. But um, you see people that want to work on Well, do we think that EO gets pulled up to the main roster? I think so. I think why take the title off her if she's just going to stick around? I mean, she if you look at her list of her defensive she's she's defended against almost everybody right so what else does she have left
0: yep and, and that was kind of where I was at with Raquel winning like was Raquel the right person to win um I don't know I I think Shotzi Blackheart could have done something really cool as NXT champion maybe she's just not ready um I think I think Tony Storm would have been very interesting as NXT champion she did a great job with the NXT UK women's champion. Uh Tony Storm. She's been around the Indies for a while. She's still really young, can put together solid matches. But I mean, I am excited to see where Raquel Gonzalez goes with it. How how will they book her. How's she gonna do against, like, say maybe an Indy Hartwell, where they're both that big, strong character? Can she put together a good match with Indy Hartwell? Or does she need somebody smaller like an EO Shirai where they can they can do the big versus small spots.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, Raquel looks like money. You know, she had that superstar look. Um, her yeah. and Dakota together, they remind me of Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Diesel, you know.
0: That's a good thing.
1: Um, I could see them yeah. being comfortable with that. Uh, maybe a few down the line, that's how it ends up. She loses her title, but um, I don't think Raquel was the right choice for I think in ring, she still has yep. a lot to be desired. Um, she's just not there yet, and seeing her have to I feel, I feel like they're going to make her carry the load now. So maybe that'll help her. It's either going to help her or hurt her.
0: Well, it's kind of... When they put a title on you like the NXT Women's Championship, you are the top dog for that promotion, and it is sink or swim time. And let's see if Raquel swims or sinks. Now, when EO EO did a lot of cool spots in this match. Um, she did uh, the... Jumping, The leaping off of the stage, crashing down into Raquel Gonzalez, uh, it looked like Io's knees hit pretty hard on the stage. Uh It was a really cool spot. Uh, there was a, a lot of high risk-taking from Io Shirai, which is just that that's her offense. And I think there was a moment in this that really caught my attention and why I like Beth Phoenix so much on commentary. Beth said, you've got to wonder if all the risk-taking all the risk taken has taken a toll on EO Shirai's body and this was towards the end of the match and it it's it, it's just that little bit of from the wrestler's perspective that Beth Phoenix can give at the end of the match that makes you go yeah she's done a lot of those high spots yeah she does look like she's hurting and then right after that Raquel hits her with this amazing lariat where EO does a backflip after it and lands down Raquel Pinser, one, two, three. It was fantastic. Uh, I think think what Beth Phoenix adds to commentary is she is so good at picking out those spots to step in and give that wrestler's perspective. It was perfectly placed, that comment that she made, and then Raquel goes with the win. Beautiful one, two, three. I enjoyed this match a lot. Had it not been for Ciampa, Walter, this would have been my match of the night. Yeah,
1: I agree. So... On to night
0: two? Yep, please take over.
1: All right, so to start off night two, we had uh, the NXT Cruiserweight title unification match, or well, ladder match, between Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. Um, well, to begin with, the entrance is Santos came out wearing a mask, which I love. Um, yep. Showing his uh, heritage back in Mexico. Uh, Andrade used to do the same thing when he was in NXT. Um, yes, he did. I also heard recently that WWE wants to grow their audience in Mexico. And, man, I feel like Santos is the perfect person for that because his English is so good, too. Um, but yeah, let's get into the match. Um, so the one spot I loved was the DDT that Devlin gave Santos from the ladder. I don't know if you've seen that part. Yes. Uh, love that. I just wish they sold that part a bit more. They didn't. He got up right after, and he went into the yep. open Suicida. I mean, it was kind of worth it because it went into something else good, but I wish they would have just sold a little bit better in that one. Then um, they mm. hit a Spanish fly. I don't know if you noticed that. And they, they Santos kind of landed awkwardly, like a little bit on his. Yes. Neck, yes, yes. That scared me out. Scared me. Um,
0: the moon. And that saw, wasn't their only
1: Spanish fly of the night. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. We'll get to that after. Um, so then, the there was a moonsault from Devlin from the top of the ladder, which you don't see very often from the very very top. Um no nope. look good i mean not as good as eo but mm-hmm. you know, they look good um and then oh so on commentary i wrote this a note um, on commentary beth phoenix was literally berating wade Barrett you know uh legado de fantasma came out and they they tried to help uh Santos by knocking Devlin off the ladder and yep <laughs> you know santos sent them to the back he said well just go back to the back and i'll i'll, I'll take things from here and Wade Barrett called Santos honorable, and Bethany just went off. She was just going off on him. She reminded me of, like, a, you know, a parent when you're listening to something you're not supposed to, and they just berate yeah. on you. Yeah. reminded me of that. She was great there. And then we went into the Spanish fly from the ladder, which I'm glad they hit that one clean because, man, that could have been bad. And yeah. um, it ended with uh, Santos Escobar winning and yes. retaining. Well, winning and retaining the NXT Cruiserweight uh, Championship. So what did you think about the match overall?
0: Yeah, he... uh, Well, now, uh, Santos Escobar, he's your uh, undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship, or champion. And I hadn't seen too much of Jordan Devlin. Um, I've watched here and there some NXT UK matches, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, I've seen Santos Escobar before. Um, I've seen his Lucha Underground work. Uh, the, The guy, he's... He's very solid all around. But I had the same issue that you did uh, from the DDT spot to moving into the Tope, Cs- Tope it's, it, it, it You see it kind of happening across the wrestling landscape right now. Whether it's yeah. AEW, whether it's Impact, whether it's NXT. It's, it's okay to slow down, guys. It's okay to let the story tell itself. It's okay to sell. Instead of just doing spots for the sake of doing spots, um, it was really cool. But a mo- a DDT itself should take a long time to recover from. Um, a DDT off the ladder that should yes. be a match ender, and they got right up and moved onto the next spot. Um, so that that's probably my one thing. Uh, one of my two things to pick apart in this match. The other one is, I don't know who we were supposed to be cheering for, who was supposed to be the heel, who was supposed to be the babyface, because NXT UK Jordan Devlin's a heel, NXT Santos Escobar's a heel. Now, I guess we were supposed to cheer for Jordan Devlin, but then you've got Santos Escobar telling Joe uh, joke, joke ugh, excuse me, telling Legado del Fantasma to go to the back after interfering. And then you see that wholesome moment with his son after the match. And it's, okay, but well, I thought I was supposed to be booing this guy. Um, just the consistency wasn't there. It, it might it might be a minor detail. It might be nitpicking. Uh, I don't want it to take away from the match uh, because it was a very good match.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, let's get into the next match, which was the NXT Women's Team Championship. Between Ember Moon, Shotsu Blackheart versus Candice Um, I think all of these Pairs are, really, uh, pairs are both good. they well together, surprisingly. I didn't expect that from Ember and Shanti. Um, But I like how it started out with the brawl. They, got, they immediately, Candace and In- immediately yep. got rid of Ember. And it was classic uh, tag team storytelling with Candace and Ember In- just trying to cut off the ring. Shotzi from. Um, after Shotzi made the hot tag to Ember, I was surprised when Ember started like in between her her uh, attacks? Is that is that new, or has she been doing it for a while? I,
0: I'm not sure. I haven't watched a lot of Ember since her return from injury. I watched a lot of her earlier stuff and was a big fan, um, so I, I'm probably going to have to go back and
1: watch more. So, in the match, uh, it was a super scary Tope Suicida from not- My, they completely missed yes. her. She almost hit side of the ring um, kind of gave Lita vibes. Yep. Lita vs. Trish were almost like Scorpion or um, Yeah, I remember that spot. Yeah, I'm glad that she was okay. And overall, well, they ended up uh, they, yeah, they won. They retained, right? There was a-
0: Yes. Shotzi and Ember went in champions. They left champions.
1: So they retained but overall, I think started off a little slow after the Initial broad start off slow, really but it picked up really well towards the end. I thought it was.
0: Great. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Shotzi overshot the Tope Suicida or if Candace and um, and Indy just didn't catch her. Um, but yeah that that looked that looked awful. Um, like it looked cool, but like just how she hit the barricade, it was oh no, Shotzi's hurt, and she ended up being fine, which is great. But I noticed that right after that, when Ember did kind of her flunt front flip off the ring apron they made sure to get in the way and catch her
1: yes yes
0: and uh let's give some credit to the end of the match i mean ember is always creative with how she hits the eclipse and was able to hit a double eclipse on indy and candace i popped hard for it i thought that was such a cool moment and such a cool move the eclipse is one of the best finishers out there and ember moon does it great she looks so It she makes it look so effortless flying through the air and then she hits hits the eclipse on him it's, it's beautiful and then Shotzi does her uh, leaping senton and that's that one two three
1: okay so let's move on to the NXT North American Championship match between Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano um I feel like this wasn't Johnny Gargano's best match I think it was okay um Bronson got really gassed a lot during the match, got sloppy, missed a few spots, missed a few spots, um, I loved a few spots, uh, like the Hurricane Rana from Gargano onto a cartwheel by Bronson, um, also loved the backstabber Gargano gave to Bronson while he was hanging from the ropes, um, I feel like, again, selling wasn't there at certain points of the match, uh, like, Gargano hit Bronson with a crazy reverse hurricane rana. And he didn't take he didn't take the time. You know, you land on your neck, you expect to mm-hmm. take some time to get back into it. Um, also Bronson Reed did a razor's edge to Gargano from the ramp to the ring. Love that. Don't see enough of that these days. And I think Bronson showed his athleticism by the dive from Bronson outside to the ring to theory while he was trying to interfere. And, um, yeah, I love that it took a few uh, final beats from Gargano to finish Bronson. So, how'd yep. you feel about it?
0: Yep, I like that it took uh, two attempts of Johnny's finisher to put Bronson away. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but as you know, watching uh, takeover matches, Johnny Gargano, he can wrestle from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed. The man just, he's... He's got stamina for days. Um, It was a really long match, and I think Bronson Reed, he definitely got gassed at some point. And you could hear on commentary, the commentators, talking about how Bronson Reed was moving slower. And I think they were trying to cover up for the fact that he was gassed. I mean, I didn't know if he was tired, if he was hurt, or if he was just off that night. But towards the end of the match, you saw him his selling got kind of lazy, his moves kinda got kind of lazy, and I think he was just gassed. And where he's the spotlight, and he had to do that 20 plus minute match with Johnny Gargano. Oh. It I think it showed a weakness in Bronson Reed. I and he does a really great job in the matches that I've seen with him, where the focus isn't all on him and the shorter matches. Um like the match the match last night, the gauntlet match, he's able to take breaks. And this match, it's a singles match. You're going against Johnny Gargano, who is move, 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 move. And he it it, it kind of disappointed me. Um, but I'm sure that's gonna be an experience thing for Bronson Reed to get to Johnny's level. Um occasionally he's gonna have to bust out that twenty plus minute match, and he's he's Gotta be hitting it the same way in the first fi- in the last five minutes that he was the first five minutes.
1: Yeah. So let's move on to Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. Um I feel I had a big fight feel around it. Uh I like how they treated similarly to the UFC with the pre-match video package. Um and then with the entrances. I love Karen Cross's entrance and his overall character, him and Scarlet, I think. Man, they just look like stars. Um so, to start the match, they had an intense stare down, but then they ended up blocking up and i I think that kind of ruined it. I'd rather somebody throw a punch, do a kick um but overall, the continuity in the build up of the match was on point yep. um you know before the match Balor was saying how cross was emotional, and he ended up using it in the match by laughing at cross, smacking him in the face. Um, yeah. another thing I love was that Finn used the twister submission, which. Uh, is a rare move you see in MMA, but you don't see it a lot in WWE. Um. Also, crosses elbow strikes to the back of people's heads while they're laying flat on the ground. I mean, just looks devastating. It looks great. Um, but overall, this match kind of left me wanting more. Never hit that third gear. Um, but mm-hmm. in the end, Karen Cross won the NXT Championship. What do you think about it?
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. It was kind of the same for me. What immediately rubbed me the wrong way, I'm I'm old school in thinking that your world title should always go on last. And when I found out this wasn't going to be the main event, that that kind of bothered me. But I was thinking, you know what? It's it's Karrion Cross, It's Finn Balor. They're going to put on a show. They're going to make up for it. And it started off slow and methodical. And uh, I thought Balor looked really good in that. Showing another element that he could do, he could do that groundwork with Cross. I thought that was really impressive and something I wasn't expecting. Um, I noticed in the entrance, uh, normally it's Scarlet is a lot more animated, but I think she was struggling with her top and trying to keep from a wardrobe malfunction happening. I don't know if you noticed, that. she was she was trying to stay professional through it all, but it uh, it it took away a little bit of the animation that we normally see from her. Um, and I think she was conscious of that ringside the entire match. Uh, Scarlet, Carrying Cross. I'm really high on both of them. I think they are the best rookies right now in WWE. I think they've got star written all over them, and uh, I think they're going to be main event headliners of WrestleMania in a few years. And uh, I normally I love watching Carrying Cross, um, but this match it just. It's like you said. It never got to that. It never got to that third gear. Uh, it picked up a little bit towards the end, but then Cross just he hits that. He hit that forearm to the back of the head, neck area, and that was it. And that that was exactly what I said. That's it. And that was the match. And I just expected more. I would have liked to have seen the North American Championship match uh, be a little shorter, and that time allotted. To the NXT championship match um, because I think Cross and Balor can both go. Maybe Cross is still struggling, you know, with his cardio from his injury. I'm not sure. He looks great. Uh he he trains MMA. He's that he's that old school catch fighter, looks really good doing it. Um just yeah, match was really underwhelming. And I think this was definitely the most disappointing match for me on both nights, and it was really unfortunate because I lo- I really like watching both these guys.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, the pace of the match could be attributed to Karen Cross's style. He's, you know, he's yep. slow, methodical. He likes to catch wrestle, um, and his strikes. So maybe it's attributed to that, or maybe he just his cardio isn't there, like you said. But um, he ends up getting the win, it, it was, winning back the NXT yeah, Championship I mean, that he never lost. So, yep. And it
0: was similar to because I remember thinking the same thing when he wrestled Keith Lee. It could just be a S- style thing. I think he looks really good in squash matches. Um, and, and then you put him against a Balor or a Keith Lee and it just, you're right. You, you gotta be able to appreciate that catch wrestling style and he does it. It's unique. And, uh, I probably just need, need to give it a more fair evaluation, but, uh, just the match as a whole, I don't know if it was the producers. I don't know if it was the guys in the ring. We know Balor can go, uh, just, it, it was missing something.
1: Okay, so now we can get into the unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I thought the pre-match video package was really good. Really, really good. It was like movie quality. Mm-hmm. What did you uh, think?
0: It's, yeah, It's if WWE, they're the best at anything, it is putting together those vignettes, those promo packages. I mean, the 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 package they put in here really ropes you into that blood feud that is Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and just does a phenomenal job because you're invested in the match before the bell even rings.
1: Yeah, um the entrance themes, uh, I don't like
0: Yeah, them. there's they gotta do some work with them.
1: I'm kind of upset they got rid of the CFOs because they did they did really good work. A lot of their a lot of their themes were really good. I don't I know a lot of people complained about them, but I thought they always did good work.
0: Yeah, I'm worried that we're gonna get more to that generic style music uh and that's unfortunate but we saw it here uh i think that this big fight match needed big fight music and we didn't get that
1: disappointing overall um so i feel like this match really encompasses what pro wrestling is about you know it's the build-up the storytelling they made it feel like a fight you could feel I, i feel like you could feel the hatred between the two um but I think it went a little bit too long. Um, I don't know what you think about that. I did too.
0: Yep. I, I there was definitely a point where, uh, again, like the NXT North American Championship match, it was just like it, it could have even five minutes shorter. I think would have helped this match out. It was it was a good match. It was a very good match. It was a very good yeah. fight. But uh, again, it was just another one that felt a little too
1: long. Yeah. Um. I love uh, Kyle O'Reilly did a backbreaker to Adam Cole onto the steel chair, and then he immediately mm-hmm. transitioned to a leg lock. And I think you don't see that a lot nowadays. People like the smooth transitions. But I, I know Kyle O'Reilly like, does a lot of work with MMA, so that's probably where he got that from. Um, I thought they used the, tr- the chains really well during the match. I don't think I've seen chains used that well or that much in a wrestling match, but I thought they did great work. What did you think about the chains?
0: They were incredibly creative with how they used their environment around them. I really liked uh, using the chain as a clothesline. I thought that was incredibly cool. Um, it The finish of the match with the chain, I'm sure you'll get to that. Just The way they used the environment around them, um, that's something that you can give credit to an Adam Cole and a Kyle O'Reilly here. Nothing was wasted. While the match went too long, they made up for it with being how resourceful they were.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed the part where Adam Cole knocks out the referee for them to only for him to hit his finisher and then count the pin and realize, oh, crap, the referee's knocked out. That was one of my favorite parts of the match.
0: Yeah, you see that frustration boil over... Uh, for Adam Cole there. You know, he's so determined to eliminate Kyle O'Reilly. Um, the ref is getting in his way there, kind of acting as his conscience. Cole punches him out, and then, well, you need the ref to count the three, buddy.
1: Yeah. The way they went through the stage kind of disappointed me, because in a few matches, uh, uh, I think on night one, there was a, someone did a move on to the stage that looked more devastating. I just wish they did something more impactful to go through the stage. Um, I know it's bad, but with Kyle Raleigh dropped the knee and the ending when he dropped the knee with the chain wrapped around it and Cole started twitching. I don't know. It made me laugh the way he sold it. I, just, I know it's not supposed to be funny. He, but... He's
0: trying to sell it as a devastating move. I don't know if uh, Kyle just yeah. missed the missed the the point of the body that he was supposed to hit or or what. But uh, yeah, it, it watching in the moment just. The dots didn't connect there, but I mean, when you're seeing them laying there after the match, their bodies covered in bruises and cuts, and it's it, the guys, they left it all out there. They gave 100%. It's from a performance standpoint, there's you couldn't ask for any more effort. They
1: gave it all. Yeah. So it ended there with a knee to the head, and Kyle Riley, uh beat Adam Cole. I like. Storytelling went kind of full circle in the end where Kyle yep. was watching Adam Cole getting uh ready to her and yeah. So that was it for NXT TakeOver Night. Um, you wanna move on and let's uh, wrestle?
0: Let's do some mania. Alright, so night one, uh let's go over the card a little bit. We'll do a prediction after talking about each match. And uh during our recap show next week we'll we'll kind of score up our predictions we'll keep it simple we'll do a point for each correct prediction and see who comes out on top on the recap show uh so the first match that we've got on the card is tag team turmoil we got the riot squad uh lana and naomi dana brooke and mandy rose versus uh natalia and tamina snook for an opportunity to face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championships on Night 2. Um, I like the Riot Squad here. And it's for a pretty, what should be simplistic reason. But WWE just can't seem to wrap their heads around this. or that they are the only actual tag team in this match. It's a bunch yeah. of single wrestlers thrown in there. Your current Women's Tag Team Champions... Are single wrestlers just thrown together for the sake of being thrown together. And it, that frustrates me so much. It's cause you see it all the time with WWE, especially with the build to WrestleMania. It, you, you see these single stars put together, beating these tag teams. Like, no, these tag teams, they're tag team specialists for a reason. They wrestle that style. Like they should have the advantage. And uh, so I'm going with the riot squad. I, I don't know if that's how WWE is going to book it, but that's the team i'm invested in i've always liked the riot squad i think liv morgan has so much potential and sh- that she has improved so much and that wwe needs to be able to showcase that when you watch yeah. the wwe 24 series and you watch the liv morgan episode you see so much of you know just the behind the scenes side and how how badly she wants this but then you watch raw you watch smackdown for however long she's been called up and it's, she just doesn't get those opportunities. But I'm going with the Riot Squad. Uh, I've been a big Riot Squad fan since they debuted. And uh, who do you think is going to pull this one out?
1: I think Natalia and Tamina are going to win. I really think they're going to win. I don't know why. Gut feeling. I don't want them to win. I, I'd rather <laughs> have the Riot Squad win. But I think Natalia and Tamina. I just. I think they want to give Tamina her WrestleMania moment along with Natalia. And I could see them winning this.
0: Yeah, that's something else that I feel is kind of forced. Now they're trying to force WrestleMania moments instead of just letting them happen organically. And I think the crowd can just, they can see through that. But anyways, on to the next match we've got, and uh, this is my sleeper match that I think could steal the show. We've got Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Uh, What do you think about this match? What are you expecting?
1: I'm expecting a good match. If they get the time, because I know yeah. you know, some people go short, they, have- they get their times cut, they get time added. I hope they give them enough time to actually tell a story in the ring. And, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. these guys can put on great matches. I just hope they're given the opportunity. Yep. Um, I think Seth Rollins is going to win, but I wish they'd give the opportunity to Cesaro. I-, I hope Cesaro wins, but I see Seth Rollins winning this just being Something to keep him preoccupied while he's not in the title. So, what do you think?
0: Yep, and uh, Seth's been away for a while, and uh, you know they're going to build him back to that top guy at some point. And I think a match, a a hard-fought win pulled out versus Cesaro here is the first step in that. Uh, I love Cesaro, too, Um, but I just I don't see... I don't see them having Seth go on this crazy losing streak that he's been on. There's There was yeah. so much potential with the Monday Night Messiah gimmick, and I just feel like it's kind of gotten flat at this point. So on our next match, we've got... <laughs> Looking at this card, it, I, I'm trying to <laughs> get myself excited for it, but you, you look at the next match, you got Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. And is there anybody not named Vince McMahon who wants to watch this match? <laughs>
1: I don't think so. And if you are something wrong with it,
0: uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> get the choo-choo train sound effects for for Strowman. I mean, it's just, uh, it is what it is. I got Braun Strowman winning.
1: <laughs> so, I actually have Shane McMahon winning. Really? But tell me yeah, why. Here's, here's why. So I think they're gonna do that classic, um, big man runs into the side of the steel cage, and it. Like knocks the person out on accident, like the steel cage okay. kind of breaks. So I think that's gonna happen, and Shane's gonna win by accident. If he wins, well, it's gonna be by accident.
0: Well, I mean, Shane McMahon is the best wrestler in the world. He did win that uh, tournament in Saudi Arabia. So that, why that not? Was, you know,
1: like that, that.
0: Uh, God, painful WWE memories.
1: But yeah, I feel like even the build to this match is kind of like it was supposed to be a joke, you know. Yeah, about his grades and this and that. I feel like it's going to end in a jokey way. I don't see it being like
0: a serious. This would have been a good uh, backlash or extreme rules pay per view. It, it would Definitely. have fit better than that it, rather than on, you know, the biggest show. I agree. All right. And then we go into Bad Bunny and Damien Priest versus Ms. and John, excuse me, The Ms. and John Morrison. Um, I think Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to win. Celebrity comes in for a tag match. Usually the celebrity team goes over. That's Bad Bunny here. Um, I will say from everything that I've heard, he's taking this very seriously. He's taking his training seriously. He's training with Adam Pearce. And, I mean, he's bringing the 24-7 championship around with him. Uh, you, You see pictures of him outside of WWE with it. Um, And Damian Priest, I like a lot. I think Damian Priest, the sky is the limit for him. I think he's a big guy that Vince is going to fall in love with. Um, And the Miz and Morrison, they're not hurt by a loss here.
1: Yeah, I feel like this match is kind of built around uh, building Priest up, in my opinion. They they paired him with a a famous celebrity, and they're putting up against Miz and Morrison, who aren't, you don't have to worry about them diminishing their uh, credibility because I'm to uh, yep. begin with. Um, but yeah, so I see Bad Bunny and Damien Priest winning too. And I wouldn't be surprised if Booker T interferes. Really? Yeah. Because you know, but Bad Bunny and What's T- got you Booker T, I feel like they're going to incorporate. Yep. That that's what I see
0: happening. Okay, so you got you got Bad Bunny and Damien Priest winning this? Yes, I do. All right. And moving on, we've got the Raw Tag Team Championship. AJ Styles and Almost versus the New Day, and I've got AJ and Almost here because we haven't seen a lot of Almost. I think they're, uh I think they want a big moment for him here, where he's going to look really strong. Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods being smaller guys, I-, I think he's going to be able to show off that big man strength. You got AJ that can carry the match, and then give Almost a few spots where he's going to look strong. And I think they're gonna walk out your new Raw Tag Team Champions.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think AJ Styles and Almost are gonna win. Um, all you have to do is take one look at Almost, and you already know the result. Vince loves big, all men. Yep. so Almost is gonna win. They're gonna give him his moment. I don't know if their reigns gonna last long, but I don't see AJ being stuck in the tag team in the tag team division for a while. Um, so I think they win. Maybe drop it at Backlash. Like one of the secondary pay per views, but yeah, I can see them winning.
0: Yeah, I think AJ he carries the team. Uh, it's gonna be able to hide a lot of almost his weaknesses while booking him strong until they feel almost as ready to go on his own. Then he'll turn on AJ and beat the crap out of him. We'll get that feud. AJ will be the babyface. Almost will be the heel, and we'll go from there. So what I thought was the next match on the card breaking news today has been announced is actually going to be the main event. So we'll do that one last. So our next match is the WWE championship of drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. And I, I'm legitimately excited to see this match. Um, again, I think your world championship should go on last, but I understand why they are doing the SmackDown women's championship last. Um, But Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, I want to see them go 18 to 20 minutes and see what they do. Uh, These are two very athletic big men who can do just about anything. They're going to lay it in. They're going to hit hard. And uh, I think Drew McIntyre comes out, wrongs the injustice that was nobody's fault where he won last year in front of no fans. And this year he's going to get that win in front of a crowd.
1: Yeah, so I think Lashley retains here. I think. Okay. I think they'll go on first on Saturday. I think they'll go on first to give Drew McIntyre, a yep. lead, you know, the big ovation. He'll come out first, first person to come out with fans, and I feel like he, he's gonna lose. I I'm, I know he didn't get his WrestleMania moment, quote unquote. They us to say that. Um, but I think his time has passed him. Mean, he held the title for. Almost a full year, right? He lost it to Randy Orton for a few months, but uh, yeah, I think, I think, yep, Bobby Lashley's gonna win. I think it's his time. I think he can have a strong run. I feel like I kind of feel like they split up the hurt business for that reason, that they didn't they didn't want him um, aligned with a bunch yeah. of mid carders, so they said, well, let's just cut this off and we'll get we'll have him and MVP take the ballroom. So I think Bobby Lashley things.
0: We will see. I uh, I, I definitely uh think that'll that'll be an interesting one either way. Whatever they decide to go with, I do like MVP a lot since he's been back. I think he he's he's been so consistent with his character since he's been back. He's been back, and he yeah. he helped not only Bobby Lashley feel like a big deal where. We've seen um in his first run with WWE, you know, didn't have those mic skills. Uh, When he came back, he had that god-awful feud with Sami Zayn. And he, again, just the mic skills weren't there. But, like, you know this is a monster. He can kill it in the ring. And MVP not only made Bobby Lashley look like the big deal he is, he made Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin look like a big deal. And I mean, for the way that WWE books those guys, that's huge. I think MVP is, I think they need to lock him up to a long-term contract, have him wrestle occasionally, but be this manager that WWE, frankly, needs more of. And, I mean, MVP, it's just, he's been the MVP since he's come back. Uh, Without him, I don't know, I don't believe that Bobby Lashley's in this picture at WrestleMania without MVP.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right. And on to our main event, we've got the SmackDown Women's Championship Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. I, I'm i very curious to see how this match goes. It being the main event, I think they'll give them the time. Um, I'm still not completely sold on Bianca Belair. We know what Sasha Banks can do. We know she's one of the best in the world. Uh, how's Bianca going to do on the big stage? Is she going to come out on top? I think because it's going on last, they're going to want to put the baby face over with Bianca Belair, but something's telling me it's going to be Sasha. I just, I, I don't know if they're ready to completely get behind Bianca. I think her promos lately have been lackluster again, not her fault. They're all written down for her. She doesn't get to be herself, but You can see the difference in experience between Sasha and Bianca. So I think Sasha retains in the main event. I think it's a big moment for her and that she moves
1: forward being the boss. Yeah, um, I think Bianca Belair will win it just because the story. Well, I'll say I don't want to say why because it'll spoil another uh, another match for later on. But um, um, yeah, I think it's her time right now. Sasha. Okay. Sasha, you know, Sasha and Bailey carry, kind of carried the company for uh, almost a full pandemic now. And, um, well, yeah, I think Bianca win it. I don't know. I wanted it to be the main event, but now thinking about it, I'm like, eh. Because we've seen what happened with Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky. They didn't really get enough time because other matches can go over. And it was kind of disappointing. I hope that doesn't happen to this because it deserves to be a good match. But I guess we'll see. I think that
0: main event women's match, uh, that triple threat between Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky, I think the biggest part of why that match didn't feel as big as it did was because of how long that pay-per-view was. I mean, it was 11 o'clock at night before the entrances started, and people were just tired. The fans in the crowd, they were just tired. Um so
1: especially after uh, Kofi's match so
0: yep and this is you, you know this is where we're going to see another year of them doing WrestleMania as two nights uh, I think New Japan did it well first with Wrestle Kingdom and uh you know w- we'll see how this works but hopefully it keeps that crowd into it keeps uh keeps the fatigue from settling in for an 8 9 hour pay-per-view my god so instead we're getting you know, two, three and a half, four hour pay per views, which is doable. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get on to night two. Joel, take the lead.
1: All right. So first up, we have Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, with Reginald versus the Tag Team Turmoil winners. So I guess in your case, it would be up against who?
0: Uh, I think it would be against the Riot Squad, and I don't see the Riot Squad going over. My pick is Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler.
1: Yeah. So, in my opinion, well, what I said, Natalia and Tamina, and I think Natalia and Tamina are going to do it. They're going to win the women's tag team championships, and they're going to have their two WrestleMania moments. <laughs> you get a moment. You get a moment. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go all the way in. I'm going all the way in. With it. I just. I don't know. I just feel it. I. I. I just feel it. I just feel it.
0: All right. Well, uh let, let let's. You know, with Natalia and Tamina being, uh, you know, as full of charisma as they are, let's hope it goes well.
1: Oh yeah, they're <laughs> gonna have a regular old Hulk Hogan, The Rock type match. I'm telling you now, Nia Jax, Sheamus, Natalia. <laughs> All right, next up, we're gonna have uh, Riddle <laughs> versus Sheamus for the WWE United States Championship. Um, I'm not really looking forward to this match because I'm. I'm not a big fan of Seamus Orbital, so I don't even know who to pick here. Um, I guess i to pull for Seamus. I like his new gear that he wears. You know the the wife beater with. Who do you think's gonna win?
0: Uh, I like Seamus here. Uh, I think I think Seamus gets the win. You reward him for being kind of that anchor on Monday Night Raw recently, where he's had matches with Drew. He's. I'm, God, the matches with Drew, phenomenal. They Sheamus can get a... Sheamus, when he's allowed to lay it in and do what he's comfortable doing, is fantastic. Um, I don't see him being WWE champion anytime soon, but I think you reward him. He he's, he's one of the most consistent wrestlers you got on your roster. You reward him with a moment here. He beats Riddle and becomes your new United States
1: champion. Yeah, so... I have next on the card, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul for some reason. Um, I honestly think they'll give Sami Zayn the win here. Because, you know, usually it's Kevin Owens going over, getting the getting win over Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn finally gets his win over Kevin and does it at WrestleMania with Logan Paul right by his side.
0: Uh, I'm picking Kevin Owens just because I want to pick Kevin Owens. Um I was really interested (laughs) in this match until they added Logan Paul, Jake Paul, whichever douche Paul, and just, uh, God, Vince, you know how to kill a good match.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. They said, oh, we know you've always wanted Kevin Owens and Sami Zanamayna. You're getting it, but not all the way.
0: Yep. You can put it with Logan Paul if you want it. And uh, that's that's. That's certainly what we're doing. Uh, I'm going with Kevin Owens. I like Kevin Owens. Uh, I, I like him as a Twitter follow. I like I like his promos. I like his in ring work. Um, Sammy Zayn I like a lot more than I did before. Uh, but uh, I'm going with Kevin Owens because I I can't stand Logan Paul yeah. and I just
1: <laughs> I don't so, like you. yeah. Um, just,
0: I'll probably lose this one. I, you'll probably definitely get the point for this one, but I'm okay. Listen, with it. I have
1: Natalia to be the win in two matches. I, I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a
0: long shot, my friend. Good luck with that. But in, in history of the Riot Squad, I don't... I, <laughs> I have a hard time believing Vince is going to put over the one tag team in that match.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so next up, we have Biggie versus Apollo Cruz. For the Intercontinental Championship in a Nigerian drum fight, which I don't know exactly what that is. Is it <laughs> supposed to be like a string fight?
0: I, I was going to ask you, do we know what a Nigerian drum fight match is yet?
1: Well, good thing I'm on Wikipedia, so I can tell you what it is. It's a form of professional wrestling where disqualifications, countouts, and all other rules do not apply. So basically a no-holds bargain.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, I guess <laughs> you, you give it the title because of Apollo Cruz. Hopefully it goes better yeah. than the Punjabi prison match.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think Apollo Cruz will get the win here. I think this is a good time to get the belt off of Big E and they can finally push him into the main event like he was supposed to be. Um, why not give Apollo a moment and send Big E on his way to the Universal Championship? What do you think?
0: I don't trust w w e to get behind Apollo Cruz. Uh, I think after WrestleMania, Apollo Cruz goes back to basically spending his time in catering. Big E gets the win here, and uh, Vince gets bored of Apollo Cruz real quick. Big E gets the win, continues as Intercontinental champion
1: all right. So next up, we have the fiend with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Ortons in a singles match, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna take the fiend because it's the fiend and do whatever he wants. Who knows? Yeah. He might transport in the middle of the match, some random location. I feel like anything <laughs> can happen, so I'm taking the fiend, and hopefully it's not just. Yeah, the
0: fiend. yeah, I, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm going with the fiend too. Um, it's this was a match that this should be. This should have been a well-built match. Uh, you look at the three characters in this. You've got Randy Orton, who, especially in the last year, has done some of the best work he's done in his career. Edge's mm-hmm. return. Edge really got the best out of Randy, and I think he he's stayed pretty consistent with that, uh, being that nasty heel character uh, throughout the year. You've got The Fiend, and Bray is just... he He's putting everything into this character, does a yep. great job as the Fiend. I love I love the Fiend. I love everything it's meant to be. I think Alexa Bliss, again, is trying so hard to make this character work that she's got. Um, years ago, I predicted she was Sister Abigail. And, I mean, I guess that basically happened. But she... Uh, yeah. I, I like Alexa. I like the Fiend. I like Randy. I like all three here. But the build has been disappointing to say the least uh we'll see how it goes it definitely uh, i think it should be in an inferno match uh that mm-hmm. would work better for me just because of the uh just because of some of the segments that they've done with the fire and uh the fiend being burned and reborn so to speak uh but i've got the fiend going over randy and uh hopefully he is booked strong like he was before
1: yeah, I feel like this match would have been perfect as a Inferno match, like you said, or even just a uh pre a pre taped one like last year at WrestleMania, the Firefight House match. But I feel like the reason they didn't do that is to give the Fiend an entrance at WrestleMania, because you know they love to go all out at WrestleMania. So, but like if it wasn't for um, like if it wasn't for that, they probably would have did a pre taped match.
0: And now that you say that, I'm really looking forward to the Fiend's entrance. Um let's let's take a break from the WrestleMania card. What do you think of them having
1: fans back? Um see, I'm a bit iffy. How? what percentage of of the capacity are they able to run at? Is it fifty?
0: Um, i I don't remember off the top of my head. Maybe you can see it on yeah. Wikipedia. Um maybe you can do a quick google search. Uh, i I remember knowing the number was big. Ooh. I remember hearing it was a big number and I'm kind of
1: it 25,000 fans. Okay. Have.
0: Well, it, it's Raymond James stadium. I don't know what its capacity is, but it being of uh, WrestleMania, they're not going to need the entire football field. They'll be able to do seating there. So I think if done right, they can do this socially distance. Um, yeah, for me, it's, I'm going to be going through the same thing. It's kind of that struggle of, God, I want everybody to be safe during this pandemic, but it's gonna be so nice having fans back. It's gonna be so nice yes. WrestleMania feeling like WrestleMania.
1: Yes, I think even more so because the fans just wanna see wrestling, they wanna be there live, they wanna get the feeling. I feel like everybody's gonna get cheered and but everybody's gonna get booed, booed. Like I feel like it's gonna be you know, the nights after WrestleMania, it's usually more more hype than it is on WrestleMania. I feel like it's gonna feel like the night after WrestleMania yeah i know i've seen signs that they have at the stadium saying to so socially distance wear your mask put your mask on sanitize your hands so i mean i hope everything goes well I hope people don't get sick that are going to the show and um i'm i'm glad to have fans back if it means they're safe then yeah and yeah let's do it um oh let's talk about something i always love wrestlemania season is the stage I've I've been trying yep. to avoid spoilers of what the stage looks like because, you know people love just to tweet stuff out without a care in the world. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been I haven't seen anything yet, but I, I hope it's good because WrestleMania five stage was not it. Just a big jumbotron. It wasn't it. I hope yep. they make up for it this year and do something crazy.
0: Well, thirty three was probably my favorite setup in recent memory with the roller coaster theme. Uh, I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Uh so yeah, I hope they get I hope they get creative with that. I, I do like WrestleMania being outdoors. Um, I don't know why it just, it, it gives it that bigger sports event feel to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be nice having the fans back. It's going to be nice hearing an, an actual live crowd again and not piped in crowd noise. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. everybody's kind of been fatigued by this pandemic. Can't blame anybody there. Um, i feel like we're definitely seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and i i want to enjoy the show uh but it's it's tough because i mean if somebody has covid are they gonna turn down going to wrestlemania because or, or are they gonna try to hide it I, You know it's i think yeah. unfortunately we are that selfish species and We'll see. I hope for the best. I want to enjoy the show for what it is. Uh And hopefully the whole, you know, oh, you know, we're still in a pandemic isn't nagging at the back of my mind too much.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, I agree.
0: And the other uh kind of away from the card, what do you think of the hosts? We got Hulk Hogan. We got Titus O'Neil. Uh, a lot of controversy around that decision. Uh What's your thought
1: on that? Uh, um... I wish it was just Titus by himself, to be honest. I feel like Hulk yeah. Hogan I feel like he's not even in tune with what the current product is at the moment. So I don't have him. Um if just for the Hogan pop he's a big entrance. But other than yeah. that, why have him Titus do it, he did it last year? Stop and I think he deserves it, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know if you've ever listened to uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and uh, Conrad Thompson. Uh, but anytime they talk about the 80s or, you know, the 90s, it's Vince Bruce, said his motto was Hogan must pose. And and uh, so it's WrestleMania. We're going to have Hulk Hogan. I know my dad's really excited about that. Uh, he was a big 80s wrestling fan. I don't think he I, my dad isn't in tune enough to understand what happened with Hulk recently. Um, So I know he'll be excited for that. It's the only time i can get my dad to watch wrestling is if hulk hogan's a part of it and uh
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, I, but again like with you um i think we're past the hulk hogan the need for hulk hogan um especially with his stance on things uh that you know it's kind of though as we're evolving as a podcast you know how how deep do we want to dive into these things it's um, if yeah. we're just trying to keep it wrestling based, then leave it at that. If you know, it's if we're gonna say what's on our mind, it's we don't need Hulk anymore. We don't need people with that mindset yeah.
1: anymore. Yeah.
0: So all right. Yeah, I agree. Let's get back to the card.
1: We'll have one more uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you think there'll be any surprises?
0: I've got a feeling we see the man return i don't know if it's in a wrestling capacity or an interference capacity or just she comes out and says hi to the fans i i'm willing to bet that becky lynch is back um don't know how soon you know she's going to return to the ring but i think this is going to be our first time seeing her since she left uh to be a mom
1: yeah so actually a few hours ago becky lynch put out an instagram post where it's a picture of her working out, and it says nothing is guaranteed here, tonight only, now eternally, and it's all going down, and it spells out night one. Okay, I I don't have Instagram, so thank you for keeping me up to date. Yeah, so either she does or or it's actually gonna happen. Yes. I would love to see her back, even if it's just a cameo in the backstage. I just want to see her back. It's been it's been too long.
0: I think the women's division needs a shot of Becky Lynch right now. Um, they need that top baby face that they're really struggling with right now. Uh, like, they're trying it with Bianca Belair. I don't know if Bianca Belair is ready to be the face of that women's division. Uh, you got Rhea Ripley, who I think is just an all-around badass. Uh, but again, is she ready to cut that babyface promo and make you emotionally invest into who she is as a character? I I want to see Becky Lynch come back and I want to see Becky and Bailey gloves off, promos, cutthroat promos where they're not spelled out for them. They get to do what they do best, rip each other apart on the mic and then rip each other apart in the ring. That's the feud I want to see.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's 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 sitting there waiting to be waiting to happen. Bailey could use so much of oh you left to be a mother and while you were gone I carried the company on my back, etc. They're like they can make magic. Yeah. And
0: imagine. she wouldn't yeah. be lying. Yeah.
1: So other than Becky returning, I don't see any big things happening. Um I don't maybe an NXT cameo here and there. But other than that I think the big, it's kind of just all on Becky if she if she makes an appearance.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't see John Cena, no CM Punk as much as fans like to keep throwing out that name. I, I really think CM Punk's done done. I don't think he's ever coming oh, yeah, back. I yeah, I um, I, I I don't see a, a name like Trish Stratus or anything like that. Uh, so maybe Booker T, like you said. Um, other than that, Becky Lynch and if, if we. The the fun part of uh, the Royal Rumble WrestleMania is you never know who's going to be there. And, and that's always exciting through the years. It doesn't matter what year it is. It doesn't matter what the card looks like. They always find a way to surprise us. And I always
1: appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get into these final few matches we have left on the card. We have yep. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I think... Rhea's going to win. The, I, they haven't used Asuka at all, really. She's kind of just been a side piece to the women's roster. I feel like they just use her in tag team action. What's the point? If you're going to have Asuka as your champion, you need to present her as a champion. And she just lost all her mystique, and I'm kind of disappointed with that. But I feel like Rhea Ripley can give the Raw Women's Division a shot in the arm and really get things going again. What do you think?
0: Well, from what I've heard, Asuka's been hurt. So that's why they've kind of been using her in the ring. Um and that's also why I think Rhea's gonna go over here. I think Rhea goes over, Asuka gets to go away for a bit, kinda kinda recover, not only medically, but you know, get to come back fresh with that pop yeah. from the live crowd when she returns and start over with her character again because WWE did does just does a huge disservice to Asuka. She's she's so good. And I I, I want to see her come back. She she deserves she deserves that time off, um, and then she deserves that pop when she comes back. So I've got Rhea going over. Let's see what she does as Raw Women's Champion.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I really like Rhea. I liked her NXT run. Uh, I like I like her character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, she's got great size. I mean, she can be that dominant badass that you want her to be. It's just will WWE allow her to be that dominant badass that we know she can be?
1: Yeah, I feel like WWE has a hard time booking faces as as being dominant. So in her case, mm-hmm. I would hope they have her turn heel or have her be a heel, because that'll be what's best for her. But if they have her be a face, I think she's gonna struggle a bit, especially with with the way they treat dominant faces in the company. Yeah, uh,
0: we're we're gonna see, but uh, I I do want to enjoy this match for what it is. I I. I don't know if they're just going to go out and squash Asuka because of sh- because you know she's hurt, or if they're going to have it be a drawn-out match and have Asuka do what she can. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see where they go there. Because if it's a quick squash, uh, then I definitely think the feud is when Asuka returns, it's going to be Asuka Rio. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing I just noticed. Night 1 has more matches than Night 2. So, I mean... I think we might be able to see a Bailey match on night two. Just looking at the cards. We'll see. Hopefully. I know we're both big fans of Bailey. Yeah. Alright, and then we have our main event of night two. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Edge and Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universe Championship. Um I think Roman Reigns is gonna retain. I'd like for him to retain. Um what do you think? Uh
0: this is one of the matches I don't have to psych myself up to watch. I'm really excited to watch this match already. Um you look at the three guys in the ring. Uh you know Daniel Bryan can can go the distance. This is the best Roman's been his entire career. Edge is back and he looks he looks good. He's giving absolutely everything. He's kind of got you know I I guess Edge has an edge to him and I like it. Yeah. It's it, it it's kind of that blend between Adam Copeland and that rated our superstar. He He's kind of like in the middle right now. And at WrestleMania, which one's going to give way? And uh, I think Edge goes over here. I think uh, this is going to be his his next moment in front of a big crowd. I think the whole reason they added Daniel Bryan was for Daniel Bryan to take the pin. And I think Edge goes over here. Paul Heyman loses his mind at the end because, oh, my God, Roman lost. Um and then it and then you can still have that Edge Roman feud afterwards.
1: You think they go straight into Roman versus Edge if Edge wins? Um
0: I do. Because I, I don't see Roman just going away from the main event. Um and I don't think Edge as your champion, you can do Roman as your main event if he's not feuding with Edge. But if Roman goes over then, then who knows, you know, he could be feuding with somebody else at this point.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, that wraps up our WrestleMania predictions. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh,
0: just thanks for listening, everybody. This is our first show. We're, uh, we're going to continue to get better as we evolve and, uh, just, you know, thank, I I thank the OG listeners and, uh, you know, with, without that, there's no reason to do this. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I want to thank Joel. He's uh, We've become friends over time. Uh, over We met over Twitter and, you know, kind of went back and forth on wrestling and football. And uh, doing this podcast today, it, it's a lot of fun. And I genuinely look forward to more episodes in the future and just seeing our chemistry grow.
1: Yeah, same here. Uh, I guess that wraps up Episode 1 of the Practice Squad Jobber Podcast.